Good afternoon. Welcome to our Inner Revolution podcast. Today, my host, Pastor Jason, and I'm the co-host, Atul Singh. We are here to talk part two of uh, guilt and shame that we talked on Tuesday, and we had an unbelievable response on the podcast. Um, a lot of text messages, and people uh, were very touched of uh, just hearing how God could heal our hearts and how a lot of people still going through so much stuff in their lives. And I thought, Pastor Jason, today we can uh, a little bit of unpack more about recovery and maybe talk about courage in it, how God could use a courage in recovery. Sure, sure. But before we get into that, Atul, I have wow. to defend myself here. <laughs> that's, a, that's a bad way to start. But I do wear shorts, by the way. But my shorts, uh, you know, because I'm half robot, I have, to, I have to, like, conceal the metal. <laughs> you, you know, uh, if you believe that, you'll believe. <laughs> you know, I guess we're gonna have a problem tomorrow morning when you get on a plane because you're not going anywhere, buddy. Oh my goodness! <laughs> you're gonna be stopped right at the front gate, and they're gonna say, "By the by the way, I don't want to tempt anybody. Yeah, That's why know. I don't wear shorts." <laughs> you know, okay, this has gotten okay. No, it's good because I think. Um, what I see in You Texas, wear shorts. I love wearing shorts. You know what? To be very honest with you, I hate wearing shoes. Okay. I'd rather have shorts and barefoot. I'm Indian. We didn't have shoes. Oh, okay. And flip-flops. All we had was uh, one pair of shorts and a shirt. Okay. Like the Israelites, how they traveled 40 years, uh-huh. they only had one pair of shoes and one pair of clothing. Oh, that's very spiritual. I See, I just wanted huh. to put that special part. Yeah. <laughs> You're more spiritual than I am. Okay. No. That is perfect. true. <laughs> Don't I sound very humble? I'm humble and proud of it. You know, I have to say, it's kind of fun to be able to laugh, even though we talk at about... You. Yeah, at me. And no, no, myself. No, no, I mean... We laugh at each other. Uh, there you go. Even though we talk about serious topics and serious thoughts... But laughter is actually very good. And I think our listener kind of enjoy our sense of humor. They have no choice. They, have, <laughs> they don't know what's going to come out of our mouth. After. Neither do we sometimes. <laughs> but no, laughter, uh, you, either, you either laugh or you cry or yeah, you break, right? You know, just to get a, before we get into the uh, thought that we're going to talk about, I often think like how a lot of times you talk to people and they think Christians are so boring and Christians don't have fun. I have to say we really enjoy being a being a Christian. We have a lot of fun in our life. Mm. We do a lot of fun things for this for the sake of the gospel, and it never. I am never bored. I am like look. I'm excited all the time because I think it's the way uh, a Christian life is. Yeah, Amen. We have a mission. We're living in our purpose. Amen. And uh, you know we're the winners. You look at the end of the book, and we win. I mean, there's a lot going on that can produce a lot of fear in people's lives, a lot of decisions being made behind the scenes that will come as a tidal wave, I think, of surprise to many people. And uh, I was talking with a brother today that uh, so many are so uh, focused on their ability, but really it's our identity. And this topic that you're talking about, like the strength and courage that we have is not based in ourselves or what we've gone through but who God is and what he's doing. And uh, I'm excited about this cast. There's a, yeah. We could talk about this topic for many, many months. We can. I think a lot of times um, when you look in the day-to-day lives of people, 
there's a lot of things have happened in their past and perhaps happening in the present, but they have never overcome the areas that are setting them back and uh, moving forward. Mm -hmm. And I think guilt is a lot of times happens because of the wrong decision or something that we didn't even do. It just happened to us. And here we are living in that guilt and we are just uh, saying, God, help me. And every time people are asking God, help is there, but we just don't reach out to the help. Mm. And I was listening. It's funny that we are talking about this. Um, we got a lot of text messages. I'm sure you did too. Yeah. I had a got some calls. Yeah, you got phone calls too. Yeah, I had people a, want to talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm we sorry. just became a counselor about <laughs> guilt. No, it's it's a it's a it's a, it's a the inner revolution inter comedy show here. <laughs> sorry, but uh, I had a brother called me and he said, uh, you know, I'm 47 years old. And after I listened to the podcast, um, I had tears in my eyes because I have something happened to me in, in my childhood, what happened to you, and I, have, uh, I haven't gotten over it yet. Mm. I have nightmares sometimes in the middle of the night. And I can't sleep. And God has, God has delivered me, but the nightmares are real. Mm. And it is true. I, and I, sometimes I get them too. And those things are real. It's the enemy that attacks us in our flesh at times, and, and, and you have to just cast it down. You have to cast it down. I love the message that we heard yesterday. It's like not living in our flesh, but living in our spirit. When we are in the spirit, we have a authority to cast those uh, uh, thoughts that we get about ourselves like that. I am not good enough. I'm not worthy. How can this, why did this happen to me? All these whys that we ask ourselves, but God says, you know what? You're a beautiful product in me through the blood of Jesus Christ. And I love mm. that. And I love this verse, Pastor Jason, before you uh, take the big floor that we have here. From Psalm 103, uh, 11 and 12, it says, For as the heaven is high above the earth, so great is his mercy towards them that fear him. As far as the east is from west, so far hath he removed our transgression from us. Mm. I, God has no recollection of our failures, our sins, mm. and our guilt, our stain, and our shame, and our fears. It's been gone, buried in the bottomless part of the sea where God doesn't remember. We, we, we need to forget these thoughts, and we need to forget that we are not that. We are not our sin. We're not our failure. We're not our guilt. We are not our shame. We are perfect in Christ. Mm. So, Pastor, with, Pastor Jason, with that, this is all yours. Okay. <laughs> no, I, I love how you've kind of introduced us today because so many uh, of us may know the knowledge, but do we live in the experience of what we know? I think that's one of the greatest frustrations in a Christian's, Christian's life is to know something but not experience the power of it. And with guilt and shame... Um, it can be like this echo chamber of like self-loathing of you're worthless, you're a loser. Somehow it's your fault. Your parents divorced because it's because it's your fault. A kid may think, or uh, maybe a, a woman that's been uh, violated, she might feel dirty. Uh, abortions, you know, again, the soul scars of uh, the crying of maybe a child that she'll never hold. I mean, there's so much. 
jagged edges, but how, how is it that we can move forward? And I love this verse. We, some verses just to encourage our hearts today. Isaiah 42, 3, we, we said this, uh, A bruised reed he shall not break, and a smoking flax he will not quench. He'll bring forth judgment unto truth. And that's a great promise mm-hmm. that God never gives up on the broken um, and justice will be served, ultimate justice in heaven. And uh, maybe we haven't uh, seen justice in our own personal lives as of yet, but uh, God will, everyone will answer for what they've done. Uh, you know, and just to say this is that maybe you feel alone or you feel if people really knew you, they would want nothing to do with you. The greatest lie that so many believe uh, but God knows everything, and he promises not to quench or to break us. And in our weakness, he makes us strong. And maybe just to encourage us today in Hebrews chapter 12, no matter what your story is, and by the way, I just want to echo what we said last time, we have no clue what people are going through. To You know, when someone had lost a loved one, I remember when I'd lost my mother and someone started their words to me, they said, oh, I know exactly how you feel. That's how they started their sentence to me. And inside of me, you know, with all the, the Bible that I, that I know to some degree, I just, I, it just rubbed me the wrong way because they had no idea that a nuclear bomb had just ripped apart my heart. And, um, you know, I, was, I just was very quiet, but I just, that statement... Because we cannot empathize with people because we have no clue. We may have an idea. We maybe relate an experience in our life to their life and know maybe 2% of what they're going through uh, and try to patch that as, as some sort of bridge to counsel or love somebody uh, with, our, with our love. But really, the only person that knows what we've, going th- what we've gone through is the Holy Spirit. So as we're sensitive to the Holy Spirit, we can be sensitive to people. So don't project your experience. I don't want to project my experience on people because uh, that was my experience. That was your experience. And we want to, the only way of healing is Christ. And not in a religious way, but in a comforting, compassionate, listening way of just saying, hey, you know what, I, have, I can only imagine that loss. Like I talked to a brother today whose wife left him. And he's going through the emotional grieving of losing a wife. And he says it feels like a death. And um, now, you know, we can relate to loss of things. But, but, but what is the way back? What is the way back for, let's say, a bad experience or abuse? Or, um, you know, let's say um, someone has just, they're tormented with thoughts. And I, I love this in Hebrews chapter 12. It's to let go and to lift up. These are the two things I want us to, to say today is that to let go of the pain, like we said last week. Mm. Otherwise, it will cause an emotional stroke. It will cause a hemorrhaging. It will cause a defeatist attitude. It will cause a d- despair. It will cause sarcasm and cynical. You meet people like uh, t- I talked recently uh, with two lesbians, and I could just feel the hatred that they had for me. They didn't even know me, but because I was a man, they hated me. And learning their story, we, uh, you know, I learned that they had a horrible relationship with their father, 
and uh, the trauma that they experienced as young kids has translated into a hardening of their heart. And um, what's the message there? Well, the message is it's terrible what happened to you. What happened to you is not your fault, but you can't hold on to it. you got to let go of it. And, and Hebrews 12, 1 and 2, it says, um, you know, lay aside the weight, okay, the weight and sin, but first the weight, those things that are holding you back, that memory, that, like we said last week, the, the, um, the inner voice that cuts you at the knees. You know, my father, I remember when he was in grade school, one of his teachers said to him, you're not going to amount to anything. You're going to fail. And that, that, those words echoed in his mind for years. And, he, and one day he realized, he says, you know what? I can either believe that and have it be a self-fulfilling prophecy, or I can have it challenge me to succeed. And he chose the latter and um, it was actually something that put wind in his sails to move forward rather than taking the wind out of his sails to have him sink. But lay aside, let go of the weight and sin, which easily besets us, right? A memory, maybe someone's words, maybe um, a feeling, a depression, right? Uh, and anxiety, all these things are, uh, are so easily manipulating us. And let us run with patience the race that's before us, looking unto Jesus. Here it is, looking, lifting up the author and finisher of our faith, uh, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. So even Jesus had to despise the shame. Now, maybe what I could say is this, is it's never too late to turn around. It's never too late. Uh, to let go of the pains, never too late to lift up what Christ says and to rehearse it, to speak to yourself, to remind yourself. I, I was with a brother going to Bible school and uh, one day uh, we were in a bunk and, uh, and, and on our wall one day I walked in, it says, I am more than a conqueror in red marker on our wall. And I said, I said what's this about? He literally wrote on, the, on our wall with red marker, I am more than a conqueror. And I thought to myself, okay, that, that's so much for the paint job, <laughs> so much for the security deposit, I'm going to paint the room now. But no, but it was a reminder of, to him that he was not his sin, he was not his past, he was not what the enemy was saying, but he was lifting up what Christ has said. Now, lifting up, rehearsing, reminding, repeating, uh, not in, and this keeps us from denial, keeps us from suppression, it keeps us from avoidance, uh, self-loathing, um, but it helps us to lay aside the weight. So whatever experience that you've had in your life, that doesn't have to be the final, uh, just, that doesn't have to be the final answer. Failure is never final. Like you just read it in Psalm 103, Micah also talks about it in chapter 7, verse 9, that, uh, you know, do not rejoice over me, my enemy. I may be down, but the Lord will lift me up. So, I think we can surrender to the pain and just kind of be miserable, sulking. We can kind of let our sin define us because that's what we know. But you know what? That's not what we're designed for victory. We are designed for victory. We're designed for freedom. We're designed for courage. You know, and maybe this is the last thing I'll say is it's courageous to believe what God says and not believe what man says. It's courageous to believe what grace has declared 
and not what my experience knows. It's courageous to internalize truth and to express life. Just like if you were to internalize uh, <clears throat> uh, mercy, you, you reap joy, right? You internalize, you internalize truth, you reap peace, right? Otherwise, like if you internalize stress, you, you reap anxiety, right? right. And there's a lot of that in the world today. You want to say something on this? Yeah, yeah, Pastor Jason. Um, the way back, right? The way back is, it, it, it is easy, but it's very difficult for most people. Um, I remember, and, and you know, I use that as personally because I think my, uh, just in my own life, uh, I've been through so much in the uh, past 50 years of my life before I got saved and perhaps after I got saved. Uh, there's uh, different parts of our life that affects us differently. I remember when you uh, when you were saying something um, about like how when uh, our uh, our relationship with our family member how the negative words are uh, just how it affects us and how it uh, 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 makes you very insecure about who you are as a man. I remember like uh, you know my just my relationship my own dad. It, it was not a very great relationship because you always found something wrong mm-hmm. in, in a son. And that's not the way God designed a father and son or father and daughter relationship should be. Because it's, it's always to be edified and to lift up, uh, your child up so they, they would not have that poor self-image or have an emotional breakdown as they're getting older in their lives. And we see that a lot in people's lives. And I remember in my own life, I I was always like doing things to uh, please my dad. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't figure out why am I, like I wanted his approval. And there was like, and I would feel guilty when he didn't approve it. And I would feel like, is there something wrong with me, dad? Like I would say this to myself as a teenager, like why, why am I not good enough? Mm. And I know there's so many people going back to this, can rethink and say, hey, I've been there. I have these feelings in my heart and people could relate to us because you know it's, it's a real deal it happens to so many young people today and it has happened to people our age what we've been through and you know what I didn't really get the answer till um, I realized when I became a Christian that how God saw me yes how God looked at me as whiter than snow as we mentioned in the last podcast God saw me because of what he did on the cross made me realize that I am not my failure. I am not my guilt. I am not, I don't need to be insecure. I don't need to have this poor self-image about myself. Even though I'm this, uh, to everybody else, I'm like, oh my God, you are fun. You can, you can laugh at everything. But deep down, there's wounds in our heart that we have never reconciled. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, those, and, we, and there's, there's genuine struggles in our soul that we deal with day in and day out and why people are can't sleep sometimes because they've been through so much trauma in their life and life is not easy yes life is messy from the time you're born till the time you're going to go home but in between all that there is the grace and mercy of god yes that holds us together i love what pastor 
said yesterday in our message, it's God's grace that keeps us together so we can move forward. And we could see ourselves in Christ's image. We have to know who we are in Christ, our identity. It has to be in Christ. Otherwise, we're going to go back to, revert back to the old self, old man, and live in the flesh and glorify the flesh. So, your thoughts? (laughs) Yeah, no, it's so good just hearing you talk. It's just opening up many doors. I mean, I think of the perfectionist, right? Or even the procrastinator. I mean, these are broken parts of our soul trying to look for approval. And, you know, that road of disappointment is real if we're seeking people's approval. Uh, Or even, how about this, Uh, problems with authority, right? The rebellion in our our hearts because um, we either have either mistreated or mistrusted. And again, going back to the identity is like if I'm looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, we just read it here in Hebrews 12, like let him rewrite your story. Change the chapter, change the, the page. And and I don't want to minimize uh, what's happened to people in their lives in my own life because we are we are a we are who we are today because of what we've gone through, but we may not be able to control what's happened to us, but we can control how we respond to it. So, like, there's so many victim mindsets, like, I'm just such a victim, so I just give me my drugs and just going to zone out and just have a pity party for me. No, no, no. No, we're going we're gonna to go with God. We're going to believe what he says about us, and then we're going to let go of that pain. And like you said, it's not easy. And whatever is good is never easy, by the way. Yeah. There's no easy button. What's that easy button commercial? It's like there's no easy. Progressive, I think. Progressive, yeah. (laughs) It's like we want to, okay, God, the only way forward is like dying to myself uh, to release my pain Mm. so I don't have an emotional stroke or have the paralysis. But but I'm not going to, see, this is is, what I think you want to talk about this. We can worship our pain. We can worship and just be like, this is who I am, and you got to accept me because I'm born this way, and nothing's going to change, and the whole defeatist mantra. And I, I get angry at that personally because too. that is like a defeatism, and God's like, I never made you to be a prisoner. Uh, you want to talk about that? Yeah, you know, a lot of people live in a victim mentality. Oh, this happened, uh, that happened in my life. But they don't live in the victory in Christ. Mm. And God wants us to live in the victory. God does not want to live in a, as a victim, though we are victim, because Christ became victim on the cross for us, in spite of us. Yes. And He wants us to be take that victory from that cross. And he, I'm, and as you said, we we don't undermine the pain and the suffering that what people have been through. It is real, and it is going to be there, and maybe it, it may continue in your life. But the answer is in the Bible. The answer is in the, on the cross. That God wants us to grab hold of that victory because it's so easy. And we, we get completely still in our life. We don't move forward. Mm. Like it's, you use that word. We get stuck. We use the word paralyzed. We literally feel like we are paralyzed. And we are here. And there is no movement. We can't look. We are looking around. Is somebody there to, somebody's going to come and help us? Mm. Is somebody at the door? Yes, God is knocking at the door to help us. Am I listening to God so I can receive the help? And the help is right around the corner. Wow. Hey, let me show you this verse. <laughs> I love what you're saying because, you know, by the way, 
uh, Job chapter 3 and also 5, chapter 5, verse 7, like what we fear will come upon us. So <laughs> we can kind of uh, project problems or create our own misery. <laughs> if uh, That's why letting go and lifting up, like what is God saying? You know, God's love is never failing. God's always accepting us. Isn't that amazing? We could make our bed in hell and he is there. Not that we encourage that, of course, but... Lamentations 3, this is an amazing verse, the verses, Lamentations 3, 20 through 23, it says, my soul has been in remembrance and it's been humbled. Actually, let me look at verse 19, verse 19, uh, actually 18, okay, 318, and I said, my strength and my hope is perished from the Lord, remembering mine affliction and my misery, the wormwood and the gall of it, okay, literally, his sin, his pain is is hollowing him out and and eating him up like a cancer then he says this in verse 20 my soul hath them still in remembrance and is humbled in me and i recall to mind therefore have i hope they are new every morning great is thy faithfulness the lord is my portion with my soul therefore will i hope in him so It, it's the point here. He moved away from his focus being his pain, and he focused on mercy. And the mercies are new every morning, and if it wasn't for his mercy, he would have been consumed. And our pain will consume us, and this is why, you know, whatever's happened, we have to turn the page and say, God, I surrender this to you, uh, and we know that, you know, maybe we can't punish the people that have done what they've done because they're dead, they're gone. But God ultimately will have, will be the judge of that. But not we, me, not you. But we have to learn to forgive them as well, because that's where the healing starts. Yes, it starts with go. forgiveness. Uh, Do you forgive me? <laughs> Before you said it, I did. <laughs> but you know what? Isn't it amazing? Because true. people don't realize it. When you take the step of faith and you realize that you know th- this person or that event has caused me this pain. I need to forgive and forget, and I need to move forward. Mm-hmm. And I love this verse from Exodus 14, 14. says, I will fight for you if you stay still. Mm. Stay still, and let me fight for you. And I will give you victory. And, wow. and that's what God, God, God is there every step of the way. We are the one, ones who just go back and say, hey, you know what? Maybe not today because I enjoy my misery. I like it because it takes me to a, another world where I feel sorry for myself there and I am, I'm okay because I, I, I don't want anybody to come into my world. But God wants you to come out of that world so yes. you could be beautifully broken and God could use you for His purpose. Hey, that's a good title for a book. Yeah. <laughs> by the way, that's on Amazon, by the way. Uh, I love it because God gave me a, a fresh thought through some deep valleys that... Uh, that we're going through but you know going back to forgiveness some people may say you know I'll only forgive if that person forgives me that's not forgiveness and by the way um, we could say that we release that person from their offense even if they don't care about it anymore and then the Holy Spirit causes us to forget there it is because the offense could be so deep that we have to surrender it to God, and then God replaces it with a life-giving thought. So we're no longer prisoners to people, to past sins, to past memories or incidences that were wrong, and maybe not your fault, obviously not 
someone's fault. Um, you know, in Isaiah 14, 6, it says that uh, our sin will create uh, a lot of pain. But, but, but I believe that our pain has a purpose and it can really be a ministry to others. I think every, <coughs> everything that we go through in life has a purpose. Now, yeah, I love the uh, verse 12, 1 that you said, that besets sins. What it does is, as you said, it weighs us down. And mm. if you don't forgive somebody, that's going to always weigh you down and you can't move forward. You can't think ahead. You got to let the Holy Spirit come and show, give you that love for that person and so say that, you know what? It's okay. Because in my pain, God has a purpose. In my guilt and my shame, God is going to use that for His glory. And it is all, sometimes it's unwanted things that happen in our lives, but all goes down to for His glory. Yeah. Everything has a purpose. I mean, hmm. divorce or abuse or depression. I mean, depression, I won't say that because it's just, it's a, you know, I don't know much about depression. It's, well, is, that a, is that a valid thing that happens to people? And uh, because of the uh, what they're going through, do they fall into depression? You think? I mean, I'm, I think I'm not, uh, sure. depression's a big statement. I mean, a, a big topic. I mean, some say depression is anger turned inside out, which I I believe a lot of anger is the root is based in some sort of sadness. Um, you know, anger is very a powerful emotion where we may see something in someone else that we don't like about ourselves. Yeah. So actually, we're yelling at ourselves when we yell at people. We're yelling at maybe our father or our mother or, or someone that did us wrong uh, because we're, we're, we're just frozen in time. But, um, yeah, so depression, you know, it's okay to be sad, discouraged, but when it leads into a chronic depression where there, it's, it's like a, a long period of time where we're depressed and then oppressed, the devil gets involved with demons and starts to pressure you down supernaturally and then compressed where life feels like it's pushing in on all sides and we feel trapped and that's why people cut themselves they blow up basically or they they binge drink there's so many different things yeah god's like i didn't make you to be a a prisoner right and i think uh, a lot of people are feel like they're prisoners today would you say that i think the only way to uh, come out of this prison is to go before God. God, here I am. Yes. Help me. I am here. Deliver me. God, give me a give me a word today so I can move forward. And the Holy Spirit is faithful to deliver that every step of our life. And that's the word of hope, isn't it? God is faithful. God is. Isn't that good? Uh, Isaiah chapter 40, verse 29. God is not sick of you. He's not sick and tired of hearing from you. Actually, he loves you. And then closing here in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, a familiar verse to many, but something we have to confess every day. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things are passed away. Are, Are you holding on to old things? Are you lifting up old things? Are you reinforcing old things? God says they're gone. And in 5020 of Jeremiah, he casts our sin behind his back. So he doesn't see you in your sin in 10 mm. of Psalms like you read. So today it's agreeing with God. It's agreeing in the spirit, letting go of those things that cut and hurt you. And just lifting up, letting go and lifting up the truth, the truth. What happened to you 
yes, it's real. The pain is real. The struggle is real. Absolutely. But it's not the whole story. And I love this. All things are becoming new. And I just want to say, let's live in that newness, uh, right? Like yeah. you. You're like shining today. I am. You know, and it's, I don't know if it's the Indian food or the suntan lotion <laughs> you got on there. <laughs> You're shining. <laughs> I was thinking of Philippians 4.19. It says, all things become new. Mm. No, it isn't. Enough. God, I'm sorry. It doesn't say all things. It says, God will meet all of my needs. Yeah. God will meet all of my needs. So regardless of what I've been through, God will meet every single need in our life if we only give it to Him. Amen. Hey, Amen. one. I'm just thinking of verses here. We've got to close, but Philippians 3.13, uh, reaching forward, letting go and reaching forward to those things that are before. It's just like driving in a car. As we drive away, the images get less and less, uh, unless you're like hitting something, you know, like the way you drive, you know, sometimes. <laughs> no, actually, you're doing better. Your tires are bald on your, t- your tires are bald on your yeah, car. Yeah, you know what? So, um, pray, uh, listening audience, please pray that he gets new tires. I am a very poor man. But on that note, uh, we just want to thank you for listening to our podcast yes. and uh, especially the, com- the t- thought that we have today about. Uh, guilt and shame and how important it is to forgive in order to move forward, in order to recover whatever that is going on in your life. So if you're struggling and if you have pain and you have nightmares of what took place in your life, please go to God and let God and have a healing in your heart and give it, leave it at the cross so you could be, uh, so you could find your victory, and have a live in the newness of life. Yeah, maybe the next cast we can talk about forgiving yourself. Yeah, and then loving yourself, right? That's a great thought. Uh, to to eliminate the compound infection of these things that have uh, happened in our lives, and we can be designed like men of faith, men of courage, men of uh, destiny, agents of change, right? You have to love yourself. You have to love yourself in order to love someone else. There you go. We love you, to the measure that we've been loved. Yeah. Exactly. So if you don't love yourself, then you're always going to have a struggle that is going to weigh you down and take you into your past uh, things that you've been through. And, and you stay there. Unless you love yourself, that's how you move forward because love produces change. Amen. Amen. Well, as we close today, give yourselves a great big hug because uh, yes. you are lovable. You are worth uh, more than the whole world. God values your soul uh, more than the whole world. And he sent his only son, the most priceless, uh, the priceless person in his life, his own son, so that we could be free and stain of sin could be washed away. And I love that. We're whiter than snow in Isaiah 118. Imagine that. You are whiter and pure than the driven snow. So God bless you. Thanks for tuning in today. And have a great day. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Inner Revolution podcast. Please find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Your feedback is always welcome.